there listeners welcome to episode 210 part 1 of never in the back foot podcast in this part we delve into the world of fantasy cricket a phenomenon that has captured the hearts of cricket enthusiasts in india join us as we explore the intricacies of this virtual game its mechanics and the legal landscape surrounding it discover how fantasy cricket has transformed the way fans engage with the sport and whether it has influenced the consumption and perception of cricket in india This episode offers valuable insights to help you navigate into this exciting world of fantasy cricket. Tune in to gain expert insights, unravel legal complexities, and discover the evolving landscape of this virtual game that has captivated millions of cricket fans across India. On the podcast today we have Neeraj K He is currently pursuing a bachelor's degree in journalism, psychology and English. While he wears multiple hats on a daily basis, today he assumes the role of a cricket fan. Neeraj's journey as a dedicated follower of the sport began with Australia and eventually grew into a deep affection for the Rajasthan Royals. Over the course of a decade, his passion for cricket has remained unwavering. Neeraj is honored to have been a guest on our podcast and he hopes that his presence on the show has made a lasting impact on those who have taken the time to tune in to this discussion. Without further ado, let's get started. Hi Neeraj, welcome to Never on the Backfoot podcast. First things first, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good actually today. It's been a pretty fruitful day so far. I um returned to Bangalore after my summer holidays so we are fresh and ready to go <laughs> right and our topic for discussion is also quite uh, fascinating right we're looking at the other side of cricket where we are trying to understand the nuances and legalities of uh, you know uh, fantasy cricket in india so to just kick start our discussion now you know over the past decade to uh, obviously the fantasy industry has seen a massive growth now in india the fantasy sports segment obviously has a very big base right you have like 15 crore odd users 200 plus indian operator companies as well so what do you think makes like fantasy cricket so popular among fans in india fantasy cricket i would say bridges the gap between the sport and the audience itself hmm. in a way it has democratized the sport as whole so i'm um, taking an example so in 2010 for as an uh, as a point of reference hmm. you had a lot of people who were uh, who knew the sport existed who watched the sport through broadcast uh, and also the advent of the ipl so you had some level of connection between the sport yeah. however you never really had a more intense connection like you do today you felt a bit disjointed you saw them as i would say people who you keep on a stand stand yeah. pedestal hmm. almost like uh, worshiping them if you will fan worship do happen nowadays but hmm. but you had a sense of reverence for them however as time went on with the advent of dream 11 fantasy cricket and many other uh, i would say derivatives of dream 11 which started the genre of online uh, online uh, gaming uh, with regards to uh, lifetime cricket mm-hmm. we've seen this bridge kind of shorten a bit um people are now more understanding of how a player performs and how they how they 
how this discourse around how players perform have, has been going around so for example i had this uh, discussion with a friend of mine so we were talking mm-hmm. about um, kl rahul's uh, performance this year's ipl mm-hmm. so we were talking about how he wasn't necessarily performing in the past 3 years but another friend of mine injected in the conversation and said that he earned a lot more not like the big uh, big 1 crore prices that they keep advertising about not that but mm-hmm. did earn quite a bit by placing his bets on kl rahul mm-hmm. so the, the cricket discourse around here completely changes you go from hating a player for you know scoring a 40 ball 50 mm-hmm. to liking that set player because he ends up scoring you the, a certain amount of money so mm-hmm. yeah in that sense i think cricket has moved into a more uh, business oriented space from a passionate sport to something that you can make money out of which can be said about a lot of aspects about the sport so absolutely that does uh, make sense and considering you know you come with so much experience and nuances of how uh, fantasy cricket has quite literally you know changed the uh, landscape of cricket in india do you yourself play fantasy cricket i actually used to um for a while but then i mm-hmm. uh, gave up because <laughs> the system is very much rigged for a pay to win kind of system so mm-hmm. i'm not going to take any names here of the platform i use but this platform had its own inconsistencies it was at its early stage so i understand but mm-hmm. when you basically bet your money that's your money yeah you are basically responsible for whatever you spend and expand on uh, expand on a particular platform however not to gain a particular amount of success it's almost like stock market trading if you will yeah which is a rather interesting uh, comparison but it is the truth in stock market trading you have aspects of knowing how the market goes up market goes down the bull and the bear and um, you know the understand you need to have an understanding of the economy at first and you also need to understand how trading works so on and so forth in a similar way cricket betting has almost taken the form of stock market trading you need to know the sport and mm-hmm. then you need to know how the players perform to know what their form is like so if you watch them for five games you need to understand how they performed in those five games to place a bet in the sixth game mm-hmm. so it's almost becomes a, a strategical play so in that sense it's i know it's a bit deviating from the question we are talking about but yeah it's a heavy topic if you stop and think about it but coming back to the um, did you ever playing uh, fantasy cricket i took it as a light hearted interest at first but then i realized that it was my own money that's going away so mm. i had better things to do in life if you will <laughs> Actually, you can screw your answer. You did uh, kind of, you know, answer my next question too, which is about, you know, how, uh, what are some of the elements that does go in uh, fantasy cricket? You know, like watching cricket a lot, understanding how uh, different aspects work. Now, when you look at even fantasy cricket, now players win real money here, right? And uh, that obviously does raise a lot of questions on what are the taxation implications for the same. So, could you shed uh, light on that as well? as far as my memory goes there's not a lot of taxation laws for the players around revenue generated by uh, fantasy cricket so 
coming to the law itself um just a second let me just pull up my notes here yeah station as we said earlier is more or less uh, not available because uh, it's a bit of a finicky subject because mm. india is a country that considers online gaming and e-commerce as you know internet based so we cannot necessarily tax something that is done from a format that we have not a lot of knowledge about mm. but the problem is that you know online gaming has become this rather large that rather large being in itself that it does need a slight amount of snipping mm. and um, this can also pre- present a problem in this uh, fact that you know it can be used as a front for something as uh, concerning and concerning as say money laundering for example mm. god forbid it ever happens but it is a concerning topic um coming to player revenues from uh from uh, game online games such as dream 11 my circle 11 and what not um the revenues generated are i would say a marginal slice of the pie of what a average cricketer earns mm-hmm. let's say let's say a particular cricketer cricketer x cricketer x happens to play for an ipl team Mm. that ipl team is sponsored by um what i would consider the top tier of uh, gaming uh, online betting companies so let's yeah. say your dream 11s your my 11 circles and uh, bet365 if you will if you're looking mm. at a global scale so all these players get only like 5-10% of the revenue that they get from the whole uh, ad marketing campaign because that is what they are basically presenting their face for a max of 30 seconds in mm-hmm. an advertisement so yes. for that they will get a money the revenues generated unless and until they have a deal signed it's not going to happen mm-hmm. they're not going to get that revenue unless some extraordinary thing happens and they decide to give the money it's not going to happen mm-hmm. so yeah it's a finicky topic Absolutely, it's a very grey area, and uh, let's look at numbers now. When you have a look at the IPL twenty twenty three season, uh, it it has been predicted, you know, by some market research firm that uh, this fantasy sports segment is expected to grow in the range of like thirty to thirty five percent, which is a lot in terms of money, right? Two thousand nine hundred crores to three thousand one hundred crores. So, how phenomenal are uh, these numbers? And going ahead, you know. the way ipl is expanding to a 10 team thing now there are uh, you know also claims that ipl is going to become an even uh, bigger entity with you know occupying more space in your cricket calendar as well so do you see this uh, you know just blowing into a whole different ecosystem in itself i believe that this ecosystem can both be sustaining and destructive let me explain sustaining in the sense that IPL has almost been spinned off into its own entity. It was started as a very small league by confirmed as a brainchild of Lalit Modi, for who for a very long time, since the late nineties and early two thousands, has been advocating to the BCCI that there has to be a region-based tournament, so something similar to the likes of NFL or NBA in India, based on cricket, sponsored by the BCCI. They started out with the ICL, which was the Indian Cricket League. um grey areas happened they couldn't get the stadiums eventually the league shut down the players yeah. were in that league got suspended and then eventually india go on to win the world cup in 2007 bcci finally have a reason to actually heed to lalit modi's ideas and form ipl 
and 15 years later here we are with 3100 crores of taxation revenue so yeah. in that sense ipl has gotten its own sustainable ecosystem you have mm-hmm. companies that even if they get like a minute name on top of a team's jersey so let's say um mpl mpl is a good example mm-hmm. of this so mpl in 2020 they sponsored kolkata knight riders yeah in their jersey as their title sponsor replacing nokia that's a whole story in itself so mm-hmm. they replaced nokia they get sponsored that day a few months right after the ipl so during the tour to australia they end up being these jersey sponsors for team india mm-hmm. so in that sense i would believe that ipl has granted all these betting and online ga- companies a sort of platform or plateau to stand upon yeah. and to advertise themselves to bring the game to the more larger audience because ipl for those 3 months you're sorted mm. there's no way you're not going to lose on anything because regardless of the situation of the game you know your jersey is going to be seen by not even jersey even if you have like a little placard on top of some non descript uh, advertising board you mm. know you're going to sell yeah the destructive sense is that so since more people know about online betting and gaming it presents a gray area i mean as i said in my earlier examples your money that's going into this game mm. is whatever money that you earned saved up or probably got for bit stolen is going into this sport so it's almost like stock market trading as i said earlier you <laughs> spend some you lose some the you need to be financially stable enough to sustain that loss if not it does get into dire straits so in that sense i would say it has become a bit destructive and also the ipl it's almost grabbed the hogging limelight mm-hmm. so for the ftp of so ftp is the touring program yeah future i believe of icc mm-hmm. future tours so so yeah. future tours program for 2025 to 2027 you have the tours organized Mm. if it span the ipl it's going to be a tall ask from every other board so the first main boards they will be happily agreeing however the associate nations so your zimbabwe ireland scotland they may have tours organized as well so yeah. where are they going to play now if the ipl is going to be a four month long uh, effort but mm. hopefully more teams where are you going to look for these uh, associates to grow so it's a bit of a tough question to answer but i believe it's got its own positives and negatives as many things with life mm. but the positives sometimes tend to outweigh the negatives in certain situations yeah. and in certain situations negative tends to outweigh the positive so that's my take absolutely there are uh, pros and cons that have to be uh, navigated through and even if you look at fantasy cricket at large it has already such a huge base now many users and even non users for that matter doubt the legality of you know playing fantasy cricket in india now our country has very strict and restrictive laws against gambling so it is natural you know <laughs> that people might consider fantasy sports as a part of uh, the bigger umbrella of you know gambling and betting so could you also uh, reflect on on you know the legalities concerning the same okay so in the subcontinent so your india pakistan bangladesh and the sri lanka it's considered taboo to gambling yeah 
you know it's considered not nice because it is an act of it's an act of illegality and it's illegitimate by nature so mm-hmm. there's some social stigma around it and legally there's some stigma as well with regards to laws and what not um i would say india has toughened in the last two decades especially right after the case, 2000 case of india versus south africa uh, fixing and in pakistan where you had the cases of players like uh i keep forgetting their names but i a certain set of players who were uh, um banned by the board for accepting money uh, or not reporting yeah and also the infamous 2010 case of uh, mohammad amir um Mohammad Asif and uh, Salman Butt if mm-hmm. i'm not mistaken yes, yes the three players who got ended up getting banned for spot mm-hmm. fixing so in that sense legally and uh, legally and morally speaking we are very hush hush about uh, gambling and online betting and what not whereas in the west um so in the west so like england australia new zealand and south africa and even the west indies for an example you are allowed to keep a bet Yeah. Um. So websites like Bet Bet Three Sixty Five exist. Um. So this was an infamous story during the Ashes. Uh. So nineteen eighty one Ashes. Mm-hmm. Rod Marsh, he goes to a betting house near Headingley. So this is the infamous test of Headingley in nineteen eighty one, where Ian Botham uh-huh. single handedly wins for England. Mm-hmm. So Rod Marsh goes to a betting house and he ends up placing a bet against Australia. and then infamously england went on to win and then as the rest they say is history so mm-hmm. in the western societies betting is not frowned upon you have you can legally go to a betting house and place a bet on let's say a horse race or even cricket for that matter you can place a bet on let's say in a match between england and sri lanka is happening you can bet a place on you can place a bet on sri lanka and if sri lanka ends up winning you get your earnings so on and so forth Hmm. So in that sense, I believe we have we have to take two steps forward and one step back. We have to understand that online bet games such as uh, again it's a very popular example, but games such as Dream Eleven or My Eleven Circle, yeah, may be considered as gateway to a larger world of uh, game fixing and match fixing. Maybe it may be considered, but it's not. necessarily a cause and effect i believe that these games are a may of strategy um it's in the, as they say it's a game of strategies mm. so you have to use your mind and you reward it accordingly so so as i said in my kl rahul example my friend who who never really liked kl rahul to begin mm. with he kept placing his money on kl rahul and eventually he gave him in the sense he gave him his money back mm-hmm. so using that example you use your strategies and your wits to earn something that you put back yeah so it's a two phase quest absolutely because when you look at winning here right it's possible only through judgment and analysis and not through just like sheer luck that's why uh, fantasy cricket does uh, you know come under the ambit of a game of skill where you know players need to use this uh, expertise and knowledge of uh, sports to create these right uh, fantasy team- teams as well i think I, this was a very interesting bit of the legalities part that i read but uh, do you anticipate you know any changes in the legal landscape or regulations for that matter relating to fantasy cricket in india going ahead i think the act 
of uh, act of running a fantasy cricket league and everything around that may not change but the advertising for it may change let me give you an example yeah. so in the past i would say since 2020 we've seen a recent up spike in all the uh, advertisement and the pr that goes on for these uh, for these fantasy cricket leagues so mm-hmm. we had pari match um as an example winzo yeah. um dream 11 and my 11 circle that's four mm-hmm. companies already and you have a plethora of other companies which do the same thing but mm-hmm. are completely other and they keep occupying your ad space and they hog up their hog up that space that could have been used for something else so in that sense i think there will be regulations placed on advertising you know it can be regulated in the same way that you know something that something like alcohol is being advertised <laughs> it's not necessarily apples and oranges example it's an apples and oranges example but hmm. i believe that there may be some regulation to the advertising advertising aspect but whereas the sport will remain the same it will be the even for four or five years from now the sport may it it will advance certainly but the core aspect of it will stay the same and then everything will go on as is absolutely that does uh, make sense we'll see some very interesting uh, marketing campaigns as well because at some point you know the cricketers ex cricketers and like administrators who are like so readily putting themselves in those ads will certainly come uh, under the scanner and you know through the episode uh, two we have spoken so much about the legalities part trying to just understand the whole uh, concept of fantasy cricket as well but uh, do you think you know that fantasy cricket at large has influenced the way cricket is uh, consumed and perceived in india do you see the discourse around that having changed definitely i say that it's changed quite a bit um so using the using an example here so in 2017 the ipl final right yeah yeah rising pune versus mumbai indians hmm. nobody could have predicted did that right nobody could <laughs> have predicted that hmm. yeah one run i felt really bad at the end of the day for steve smith that's a story for another day <laughs> so yeah so uh, fantasy cricket was at its germinating stage that point, hmm. at that point dream 11 i think was uh, around 2016 17 something along those lines yeah so fantasy cricket was around its germinating stage so nobody really understood Whereas cut to 2019 final, right? 2019 final, Dream Eleven is one of the key sponsors for IPL. Yeah. You have the other fledglings around it; they are all growing at this point. So, the narrative from the 2017 final to 2019 final has become the other has become completely shifted. In 2017, people said that it was you know you had the naysayers, you know, people being like Ambani ka paisa, Ambani ka paisa. <laughs> you had the naysayers. Yeah. on the other hand people genuinely believe that it was a very close game hmm. whereas in 2019 you know i had a friend of mine who was a very staunch mumbai indians fan okay like to the core mumbai indians fan mm-hmm. he ended up placing a bet against watson shane watson who infamously went on to score 80 of 50 odd deliveries in that game yeah almost carried csk but couldn't fi- quite finish it Hmm. he ended up collecting a quite heavy sum of money that day i remember yeah. some 300 or 400 bucks he earned because he bet against his own team hmm. so in that sense I've, it's it's created a sort of business minds amongst people 
not a, not as an accusation but as a good thing so you it's diverted somewhat diverted people away from fandoms and you know pa- passion you know play i support my team with everything and everything they mm. they still still do exist very much um if someone asked me to support uh, i don't know rcb if they play against <laughs> rr because you know okay. uh, plus is scoring a 50 of 26 balls i wouldn't do that i wouldn't do that i'm sorry i cannot go against my own team mm. however in that same situation some another fan might end up doing that because you know that's giving them money yeah um now it's on an accusatory tone as such it's become more you put money in and then you get more out kind of sense so yeah. people are becoming more stats oriented people are becoming more you have this especially in this very ipl i've noticed people are starting to talk more about strike rates especially mm-hmm. in the past 6 7 months you know with simon dole infamously criticizing babar azam for his uh, rather low strike rate in the psl mm. and then you know the whole discourse around virat kohli strike rate in okay. every single match that he played this in this year's ipl mm. so people are becoming more interconnected with the intricalities of the sport yeah. so very very fine things like strike rates averages and you know balls per run um you know balls to ball consumed mm. and so on and so forth that in that sense the discourse has gotten more fine like you if you take the virat kohli innings that he played in melbourne 82 not out against australia i'm sorry pakistan 82 not against not out against pakistan that innings has been praised to the heavens rightfully so it was a very very brilliant innings to great credit to him he played it Mm-hmm. however there's a flip side narrative to that innings that he consumed way too many balls yeah. you know he didn't necessarily he took it a bit too far mm-hmm. he on the word stat pad is also pushed around <laughs> a, a lot yes so yeah in that sense the discourse has gotten more technical by nature you don't have casual fans anymore even the basic fans yes. is well endowed with knowledge he knows they know the sport they understand it so this is a popular quote from another podcast um mm-hmm. 22 young by gorav kapoor so yes. in this uh, he used a line during a podcast with harsha bogle um am i it is a bit of a paraphrase but right, right. in this day and age you the average fan knows the sport you understand the sport um but how to accommodate is uh, at the sport is what the question was about. but that line stuck along oh. took stuck with me for a very long time because of that you know the fans understand and love the sport more so yeah that in that sense the fans have gotten a more uh, more technical and more understanding of the sport that's beautifully answered actually the intersectionality between how uh, fans perceive the game and the way they look at uh, stats and you know try to derive meaning to you know build these right teams uh, for fantasy cricket is actually quite uh, fascinating and the reason you know this topic even uh, came to me and i was like hey let's just explore this is because dream 11 has been uh, announced as the team sponsor for the national team so what are your thoughts on the same and like 5 6 years ago would you have imagined something like this more power to them that's all i have to say you know <laughs> starting from the middle of nowhere to becoming the indian team sponsors remarkable to say the least especially in a sh- in 
about 72 months yeah brilliant work and also a certain external factors like the pandemic kind of yeah. helped them out as well because you know cricket didn't happen for about 3 4 months from almost march of 2020 australia versus new zealand happened mm-hmm. and then in somewhere between august or september you had england playing against west indies so that was a very large gap dream 11 kind of used that gap to improve themselves mm-hmm. you know taking the gap year out almost and improving themselves and when ipl happened in 2020 um 2020 was the one year that they didn't have vivo as their title sponsor so what happened was um vivo due to political reasons let's keep it diplomatic so political <laughs> reasons mm-hmm. um they they were able to sponsor the ipl that year yeah. uh, because there was an outrage against them no mm-hmm. indo china relations weren't exactly at the highest at that point yeah. so they had to stay away instead dream 11 began to sponsor mm-hmm. so in the comms box and in the adverts and everywhere you heard dream 11 dream 11 dream 11 yeah, all the time so naturally people were starting to get interested mm-hmm. you know i just heard this dream 11 a million times what's dream 11 let me go and check and so you had that audience going that way so the narrative also started changing around you had more people going towards the sport the sport of uh, you know fantasy cricket leagues and you also had the people becoming more and more technical as we speak mm-hmm. so yeah i'd say dream 11 has almost made the sport democratized in a sense you have more people who understand what averages are you know more people who understand what strike rates are in that sense they've done a good job in that what i don't necessarily agree with them doing is you know creating a sort of addiction hmm. you know addiction and also the also not necessarily educating people on the risk of online betting and sports yeah. for them at the end of the day dream 11 is a business organization for them hmm. they listen to bean counter in a metaphorical sense yeah so they listen to the money bugs and the money bugs will eventually push them towards a position where they get bottling predatory for your money mm-hmm. um so some of the lower lower tier um, i don't want to name names but some of the lower tier yeah. uh, fancy cricket league apps tend to do anything and everything just to get a dollar off of you mm-hmm. or just to get a rupee off of you whereas big organization like dream 11 for example they don't necessarily feel the need to do that anymore they've gone past that mm-hmm. so yeah dream 11 6 years ago if you told me i would have been very surprised i would have been like you sure about this <laughs> but now yeah i i wholeheartedly believe that their efforts have gotten them to where they are fair enough and uh, we were talking about the whole addiction part do you think uh, there is a way to you know address this uh, addiction that we see among youth and can something be done at like an institutional level or something institutional level sure yeah that i believe that is very possible so the we need to understand the demographic that consumes cricket very specifically yeah. like the larger demographic let's say 12 to 22 year old people mm-hmm. right that's the demographic we are addressing we need to understand we will start from the grassroots level at that point yeah so a 12 year old you know he sees dream 11 he doesn't necessarily go and check out dream 11 he he just is curious mm-hmm. as years go on he downloads dream 11 all right okay. he whatever 
assuming the child has some sort of finances with them you know so so like a 50 50 buck pocket money or something so um, assuming their finances they put the money in yeah they don't earn anything eventually it almost becomes like one of those one of the slot i call this a slot machine theory mm. you put in a coin you pull the lever down you know it circles you get three cherries everything you win yeah you don't get three cherries you keep you lose Hmm. so you pull the lever down it gets circling until you get those three cherries you keep putting your money in hmm. so at that point in your life it's uh, 14 15 those are your formative years your innocent years then hmm. you reach 17 18 and further you start to get money money as well so at that point your money is yours so you at at your lower ages you develop a certain level of addiction hmm. that addiction gets more intense in the 70 to 22 bracket as life progresses on you tend to realize the value of money but still there's something where it you tend to f- forget yourself when you're trying to get that three cherries yeah. or in this case the big prize hmm. so yeah that in that sense i believe that we have to address it from the grassroots level and educate people the problem with you know contending with the fallacies of fantasy cricket leagues in india is that not a lot of people understand what these leagues are and yeah. the conversation around them as i said are very harsh harsh so mm. people need to un- understand the sp- fantasy cricket leagues and what they are and need to know that it is not something of a, it's not a game mm. at the essence of it it's not a game it's a betting app betting yeah. apps are designed in a way that they siphon money off of you mm. it's it sounds evil but that is the truth that is what they are they are money making machines for bigger corporations and so on and so forth so yeah you need to understand the fine line that comes between a game and something that can potentially lose you a lot of money absolutely yeah understanding that uh, difference will be uh... is very crucial also and literacy at the grassroots level is probably the way to go but do you have uh, any advice that you'd like to give individuals you know who are new to fantasy cricket wanting to get started are there any resources or communities that can help them you know improve their understanding and skills um this is a very tough question to ask because it's been a very long time since i have interacted with the um, mm-hmm. fantasy cricket league the environment but let me try to help you out so let's don't start with a big name app right out the gate because those big name apps are very finicky and on the flip side don't start with a very shady app because the shady apps are yeah. 80 to 90% scams hmm. that's confirmed start with something in a middle level so let's say a pari match or something like that hmm. uh, something that is that is affiliated in india and is secure to a sense do your research this is very very fine fine line so go to forums like reddit or kora uh, i wouldn't necessarily trust but kora is also somewhat of a source hmm. go online and do your research this is mission critical level of precision so yeah. that and you all even before any of this you need to understand that this is not a game this is a play of strategy there's a fine line between game and strategy so you need to know what you're doing before you get inside proceeding um you need to be dedicated enough you need to have some level of dedication so let's say you install zap during the ipl season 
you sh- mm-hmm. you shouldn't just stop at watch watching your favorite team's game you should watch every single game if you want a consistent earning or if you need every single game you need to understand what every single player does not everyone in the squad per se but everyone who features in the common playing 11 mm-hmm. you need to understand what they do how they perform you need to map it all out and then proceed from there and then as a rule of thumb never overspend even if you max to max in a non line game i would only put in 150 rupees that's mm-hmm. all i would do max to max that is the maximum i would happily put in because anything after that you're just siphoning money mm-hmm. it's a risky business unless and until you're very sure that you can make money off of it don't put it in that's your money right there yeah. it can probably be a make or break situation and if you don't have that money on you it can lead to larger things in life so mm-hmm. my gen- three three things just to summarize three things do your research don't look at shady things remember it's your money that's all i would have to say absolutely that's again a very uh, fitting conclusion uh, to our uh, you know this discussion of the part one where we are looking at uh, fantasy cricket as well uh, see you in part two concluding note to this part before we move on to our next part fantasy sports are a legitimate business in india now they don't fall under the public gambling act of 1867 and according to the federation of indian fantasy sports fifs the country's first and only self regulatory sports gaming industry body games of skill are excluded from the definition of most gambling legislations and therefore are legal to play That draws curtains on part 1. See you all in part 2.